0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to minute 84 of season four of Movie Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom com, and and One Minute at a Time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today are Marcy and Roger Wister of the Roadhouse Minute, of 12 Days of White Christmas, and of the Speed Movie Minute. Welcome back to the show, guys. Hi there, Rob. Thanks, Rob. I'm glad you guys could could come back for for another day, you know. Because uh, you know I'm I'm through making a schmuck of myself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> unlike Harry. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
2: At least he's making so an effort eight... here. I'm happy about Destry. that.
1: Destry. No, I
0: disagree. I guess we'll get to that point. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So minute eighty four begins with Harry continuing his options and ends with Harry asking a question. So we ended things yesterday with. With Harry leaving a message for Sally saying, You're either A, not at home. And then we continue with that. And he goes, Or B, home, but don't want to talk to me. Or C, home, desperately want to talk to me, but trapped under something heavy. If it's either A or C, please call me back. Now, we, we talked a little bit yesterday about the idea of multiple choices. And, you know, and we also talked about Billy Crystal knowing how to, you know, give the lines we'll we'll find out later whether this is in the script or not what do you guys think do you think it's in the script or do you think this is ad-libbed i think this is in the script
2: i'm gonna guess ad-libbed
0: all right well one of you is
1: correct but we'll find hey. out when we get i would imagine so <laughs> i i have left this i have left this voicemail as a message to someone but only sort of ironically as a joke oh like you left you the recreated same exact it? voice message yeah Huh. Very nice, very nice. I think, and I mean, I think, person, I think it's funny and you can slide it into just about any situation. Are you um, talking usually. about the,
2: the singing voicemail message?
1: No, no, no. The one where he says, no, you know, A, about, B or C, yeah, like, you know, you're, oh, I you're see. trapped under something heavy.
2: I was imagining you singing, um, call moi. <laughs> I won't
0: even sing on the podcast, Marcy. <laughs> I
2: know.
0: I mean, and and I love that we we see Harry sitting on his bed As he's he's, uh, you know, leaving this message and then you can see how messy his room is. You know, we we talked earlier in the week about about his kitchen, how his kitchen looked uh, a lot neater than we thought. But here, you know, the the bed is made, but you can see his shoes are just thrown on the floor. And you see uh, maybe it's a towel or a shirt or something that that's on like the uh, dresser. Yeah. You know, by the by the lamp. Uh, with a few books over there he uh, he actually has a plant with a um with with a uh, what's that called a watering uh spout i don't know what you would call it watering can watering can there you go <laughs> <laughs> watering can with a spout <laughs> there you go which which is a, it's a strange place to keep that in in your bedroom well it's right next to the plant that it uses it for yeah but usually you have to then take it and go fill it up with water you're not going to just have that sit there with water for a few days and every day pour a little bit of water in there. You know, I think the you're being won't...
1: a little harsh, uh, Rob. I think eight out of 10 bachelors would probably have a bedroom that looks more or less like
0: this. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm not being harsh on, on Harry. What I'm saying is, is that, that, that earlier in the week, I mentioned that I found the fact that his kitchen was so neat, you know, not to be Harry-esque. And, you know, this room, fits more along the lines of what I would expect from Harry.
2: Mm. I was thinking the other day about how um I would live if I didn't have to clean up after myself because I lived with you, Roger. What? I was just thinking about it, like, where I would leave my messes if I could just leave my messes around.
1: No, the way you constructed that sentence makes it sound like I'm the reason why you clean up after yourself.
2: Well, I think we both civilize each other a little bit, right? Okay.
1: Well, th- thank you for qualifying it from that standpoint you made yeah. me sound like a tremendous nag just then
2: oh no not at all like i i do it on purpose to like make our house nicer but also like there's some areas where i think oh i would just leave stuff here if i didn't think it would be in anybody else's way
0: <laughs> we should try I understood, you understood it the other way i understood that, that you were more or less saying that roger's the one who cleans up <laughs> oh no. he does
2: clean up after some things yeah but, no,
1: we okay. clean up after each other we should try that as an experiment marcy for a week just like
2: just leave stuff places just
1: leave stuff wherever they, we want <laughs> stop,
2: stop making the bed maybe see how that goes
1: yeah you're always the bed maker rob can i ask you a question about this bedroom scene of course you can since you gave us and maybe this is a note for later so i don't want to step on your notes but you gave us such a good geography minute on monday's episode you do get this fantastic view out of his bedroom window at what appears to be grain silos, Missile something. silos? yeah it's, <laughs> so, something like that like is is this is is this like rear projection video like or is this actually looking out into new york city like do you have any sense of where this is being staged
0: um they don't mention it on the commentary but my oh. understanding okay. is is that uh the, these are real buildings behind them yeah those yeah.
2: are aren't yeah. those water towers
0: i'm sure yeah, but no, but there are buildings behind them also, like meaning yeah. that the, the shot is is apparently, the, from what I understood from, from the commentary, they spent a lot of time uh, filming things in real places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though they would be filming just this room, so, you know, the look outside the window is real, as opposed to it being, you know, just, a, you know, a backdrop or a, a matte painting. I mean, back then, obviously, they didn't use green screen and stuff like that. But But you're right, those do look like some sort of silos. Even um, though they are water towers, probably. But those are pretty big water towers also. Yeah. You know, to have right in the middle of Manhattan.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, in case of fire, they're not allowed to have wooden buildings in Manhattan anymore. There's only, like, on the island, a couple left in existence. Well, not, not to, to get a little grim, fires.
0: but the metal buildings don't help either.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the, I thought a lot of them are constructed in stone now because... At least they wouldn't go up in a giant blaze.
0: Mm, that is true. Could be. Could be. And uh, so, is there anything else you want to say about the, about the about his room, Roger? No. Besides uh, the 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 great view he has. Yeah. <laughs> they actually do look like like uh, you know spaceships that are about to launch or something like that.
2: It's probably nice to have that view compared to like being a few stories lower and just having the view of another side of a building.
0: Or so someone he, else's or into someone else's apartment,
2: yeah, he must be kind of a little high up,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, so maybe what they're saying there is
0: like he's pretty successful, yeah, maybe um i you get the impression that they both are somewhat successful in what they do, oh yeah, you know, because they're not working all the time, they're always together talking and going to the to the Museum of Modern art and you know whatever whatever else they were able to do in their free time, yeah. You know, but uh, we we, I I think it doesn't really matter. That's what it comes down to. Right. You know, whether Harry and Sally are are wealthy or not doesn't make a difference. I mean, come on. We all know from from, you know, friends and Seinfeld that there's no way that that any of those characters could really afford the apartments that they're living in, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: especially not Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) So. Right so then the the scene changes and then we're 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 outside uh we get to see once again the the fresh air of uh of of New York but but right before that we see Sally's face as she's debating whether she wants to answer the phone or not you know, we we get we get uh, like 5 or 6 seconds of that and then the shot changes and we see uh Harry and Jess uh outside you know getting ready to to, to buy hot dogs.
2: I love the prices okay. on this hot dog stand. Yeah, I mean, hey, hot, hot dog are...
0: prices are going up.
2: Amazing. Did,
0: did, did either of you look look how much these these prices are today?
2: No, I haven't, but I would guess at least ten dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I I did look it up, so I, I have the answers to that. So first of all, I wanted to mention the the um the cart. It says on top uh, Sabret. Right. Sabrit, Frankfurters and Rolls. So this is actually a real uh, company. All right. So it's it's actually the brand name is Sabrit, but it's owned by uh, Marathon Enterprises Incorporated, which is a uh, regional supplier of meats and gourmet delicatessen products to the uh, food service industry in New York. And uh, they have their headquarters in Englewood, New Jersey there there's a guy named sam samuel ogis who uh, uh opened the star baking company company in in 1928 which later on became the sabret food products uh, he opened it with a partner named fritz frankel and they ended up uh you know Sab- sabret is known for spicy all beef uh, uh kosher style hot dogs and they they had they had carts all over uh new york area and a lot of places, a lot of famous places, would actually buy their hot dogs from them. Uh, you, like Nathan, Nathan's Famous in Coney Island bought from them, Papaya King, and uh, Stevens Company, which supplied hot dogs to all the bar, ballparks. So again, it's it's a very popular uh, brand of hot dog that they decided to use here.
1: Wait yeah, a
2: minute, we, we can get those in the grocery store around us.
0: Nathan's Famous
1: buys their hot dogs from some other company. Uh, maybe not anymore, but back back in the day, it's just... that's shocking. I thought Nathan's was their own manufacturing brand.
2: I've seen uh, Nathan's in the grocery store too. Maybe that that changed eventually.
1: Wow, that sort of that that not that that uh, lowers Changes them a couple the of pegs in in my estimation for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what can you do? So I I, I did a search for how much uh, you know. Things cost right. nowadays, you know. So we have a list here. So at the uh, on on the card itself, itself it says that hot dogs are one dollar, but it's crossed off that it used to say seventy five cents. Sausages are a dollar twenty five. Onion is an extra quarter. Sauerkraut is an extra fifteen cents, and a soda is seventy five cents. So I, I did a search, and as of May twenty two, all right. How much do you guys think a hot dog would cost?
1: Oh, good. You're talking about at a hot dog cart in Manhattan. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Marcy, what do you think? You go first.
2: I'm gonna say five dollars.
1: Yeah, I'll say
0: four fifty. Okay, you both went over because it's four dollars.
2: Oh. Okay.
0: All right. Now, next thing on the on the next item on the list is sausages.
2: So, um, how much
0: a sausage back in 1988? Will cost a dollar twenty-five, and how much do you think it costs today?
2: Seven.
1: Well, I'll just use my mathematical skills and say that it probably cost five dollars.
0: And you are correct, Roger. Oh. Wow, you got see, that
1: right? see, I did a little ratio Good job, there. Math. All you math students out there, it's twenty-five percent more than the hot dog
0: cost. That's right. All right. So, so how much does the soda cost today? If that's the case.
1: Hmm. I'll go first, Marcy. So these are these ounce? are obviously these are twelve ounce cans, not twenty ounce bottles. So I'm gonna guess a can of soda costs uh two fifty.
2: Yeah, I was Well it was seventy
0: five cents back then. I understand.
2: I was gonna say a yeah. dollar seventy five. Yeah, well it's it's three dollars. $3. Three. Wow. three dollars? Wow
1: for twelve ounces of soda, that's that's not
0: that's not good value. Yeah, and and a, a, a 20 ounces
2: is $4. Yeah. Golly. I'm glad I don't drink soda. But they charge so much for water, too. It's so yeah. annoying.
0: Okay, water. How much do you think water costs? They, they the same as the soda. 16 to 16.9 uh, fluid ounces or 24 fluid ounces? How much would you say they are?
2: It's $3, too.
1: Yeah, I'll say. So the, the say, smaller one is. Yeah, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's all right. No, good. Go ahead. You give your guess. Uh, three fifty for the small bottle, and the big one. Oh, sorry. Uh, five bucks. <laughs>
0: no, so it's two dollars and three dollars for water. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh. You know, that's pretty so, cheap. I mean, that's pretty some cheap for something that should
0: be free. Um. Uh, <laughs> that's true. I mean, everything on this list is, is, is the 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 highest price thing on this list is five dollars, because mm-hmm. these are, these are the amount of uh. You know, what, what vendors are allowed to charge, there's apparently like a uh, vendors union or something like oh, that. that this, yeah. These are these are the amounts. that. But I mean, a lot of the stuff is, is four or five dollars. I mean, even Price even a bag sense. of peanuts is four dollars. Yeah,
1: I didn't realize that. So basically, it doesn't matter. You don't get to set your own prices. So really, the only thing that matters is the location of your food cart. Apparently, that's what well, it sounds like.
2: That makes sense. And um, yeah. yeah. That seems like it would be, it would make it a little more fair for everybody in New York.
1: That makes sense. Why does that make sense? Shouldn't there be allowed to be price competition? Look, why do we have to have socialism in food food carts?
2: Well, because there's so many <laughs> people involved, they would get so pissed off.
1: Well, anyway, I just, I mean, the other thing that I just kind of makes me chuckle about this is like, when was the last time? When was the last time you paid cash for something
2: at a, at a uh, stand like that? Uh, this fall. Well, okay. I'm just the nuts for nuts that I bought for four dollars.
1: The notion of paying cash just, again, feels like I put that in the same column with my answering machine.
0: Yeah. Harry and and Jess are are standing at the food cart and they're they're talking to one another. And or actually just Harry's talking because Jess doesn't say anything here at all. And And so Harry says to Jess, obviously, she doesn't want to talk to me. What do I have to do? Be hit over the head. If she wants to call me, she'll call me. I'm through making a schmuck of myself and <laughs> i mean i i like the fact that that he's sort of giving a monologue here but it would be nice to hear jess's uh response to this also you know it's just like it's too quick from my perspective the way that they're showing this what do you guys think
2: well, does don't we have another scene a little bit later on where they're crossing the road and he's kind of continuing the same rant?
0: No, that we had uh, a few weeks ago.
2: Oh, that no, was, that was before. before. Sorry, I'm getting my timeline mixed up.
1: Marcus, good, what what do you think that Jess and Marie think about this whole this whole interregnum between when they got that phone call in bed and when they they show up at their New Year's party? Like, are, are they? Do you think Jess is just like exhausted at this point?
2: I think for sure, yeah. Because I, I think that they these two people have probably gone back and forth a little bit um, with their friends trying to process this relationship. And their friends just kind of think that they either should do it or not do it, you know, kind of make up of their mind.
1: <laughs> I think that's probably true. I mean, sometimes, like, you want to be a good friend. But yeah. at the same time, at some point, like, you kind of get exhausted listening to two people talk about the problem that they're having with each other, and just yeah. r- life, just ruminating over it ad nauseum.
0: Yep. Especially since they're probably hearing both sides of the story. You know, Jess is hearing his side, and and Maurice hearing her side, and the two of them are talking about it, and they they're probably okay. We've had enough of this. That's it. You know, just let them both get on with their lives, and that's it. Or get together. One of the two. Yeah,
1: there's a yeah, lot of unfilmed. But, but on the- there's a lot yeah. of unfilmed conversations at the end of the day between Jess and Marie where they're like, oh, God, did you hear what
0: uh, Sally said to me today? It's like, oh, God, not again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, what I love also is we can see the newsstand behind them. We see, like, tons of different magazines. I want to like, talk the about that this newsstand, little... Rob. Okay. No, go go so ahead, go though. I... Okay. No, so I just wanted to mention all the different uh uh magazines that i that i noticed there you can see there's circus news uh newsweek fortune time l spy gq bon appetit playboy penthouse and people those are the ones that i was able to to make up the, the names of them um, i i'm I assuming you've heard most of i think, of think it's
1: fascinating that. i think it's fascinating that uh, I would say fairly prominently placed in the center are the
0: two pornographic magazines. Huh? I, I, you know, I don't think that that's done purposely. From from the perspective of the movie, that's probably where you know it would probably be be placed. You know, on a on a newsstand, it would be you know in the middle towards towards the bottom type of thing. You know, because you know people are going to go there and buy it. That's why it's there. You know, if you have magazines that people aren't going to walk by and buy, then you don't want to have it. You know, you're not, not going to try and sell them. The question is, is in, from my perspective, it's very open for, for, you know, for kids to be able to see those things. You know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, there used to be things that were that, that would block, you know, the the pornographic mm. ones. Yeah, those those magazines. Was yes. I, and that I, was, I mean, I was I was uh, I was 15 when this movie came out. So I'm I'm talking about in the same time period, you know where where they would have, uh, whether it was white paper or whatever it is, you know, blocking so that you couldn't see the cover. You might be able to see the the name Playboy on the top or or Penthouse or whatever it was, but you couldn't see the the actual cover of the of the magazine.
1: No, that's what I remember too. You know, like I remember uh, being a uh, pubescent boy, and yeah, like you would go to like a convenience store or something like that and they would always be like on the top row with brown paper in front of them to
0: right. to protect okay. Maybe from trying eyes but, wait. Like, I don't I don't even remember. <laughs> this this
1: penthouse is almost exactly at eye level for an eight year old.
0: <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And forget yeah. about the ones that are below that. That that and that's on the second uh you know shelf. The yeah. first shelf has has all the all the pornographic magazines for women. Sure. Oh yeah. Actually, you can also see a Vanity Fair that's also (laughs) like right below the penthouse. So I don't don't know, like, where's it? And something just dance. Is Vanity
2: Fair porn for women?
1: No, it's porn for yuppies. I don't know.
2: It's porn for what?
0: Porn for yuppies. For yuppies. yuppies. Sorry, that was just a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least they don't have glamour, right? Sure.
2: Glamour. The magazines cost if, so much. If you now. understood,
0: I, I don't know if you guys understood the reference. There
1: was a Seinfeld reference. Oh, no, no, sorry, I'm not. With George, big, I am. I'm not. I don't have an encyclopedia of knowledge of Seinfeld like some of my friends do. Well, that was that was the the episode
0: where you know the 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 four of them had a contest, and oh. it all started oh. because George was a at glamour. his house and saw a glamour saw a glamour magazine. That's hilarious. So, yeah. It's my it's 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 my my favorite episode of Seinfeld just because of the fact that they are able to discuss a topic without mentioning the topic.
2: Yeah,
0: you know, it shows how brilliant the writers were that they're able to do something like that. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say about the, uh, the, the magazines, Roger? Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, One of the things that, that that's listed there is, is people magazine. And I always found it interesting that people used to have all their, you know, uh, top, top 20s or top, uh, top 100 uh, lists of all these different things. You know, they had like the uh, uh, Sexiest Man Alive. Yeah. And uh, do, do you remember any of the people that were listed as the Sexiest Man Alive? Between 1985. Between was... 1985 and 2022. They They did it every year.
2: Didn't we get George Clooney in there, Barack Obama?
0: There's a handful.
1: Wait, Barack Obama was the sexiest man alive? I don't think so.
2: I thought so. No?
0: Mm, I don't know.
1: No, he's not on the list. Okay. I think, uh, and I don't really want to go through the whole list right now, but.
0: uh, I can go through it real quickly. We just won't, we won't discuss them. I can just quickly go through them. Okay. So you have starting in 85, you have Mel Gibson, Mark Harmon, Harry Hamlin, JFK Jr., Sean Connery, Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, Nick Nolte, Richard Gere, Uh, Keanu Reeves, Brad Pitt, Denzel Washington, George Clooney, Harrison Ford, Richard Gere, Brad Pitt, Pierce Brosnan, Ben Affleck, Johnny Depp, Jude Law, Matthew McConaughey, George Clooney, again, Matt Damon, Hugh Jackman, Johnny Depp, Ryan Reynolds, Bradley Cooper, Channing Tatum, Adam Levine, Chris Hemsworth, David Beckham, Dwayne Johnson, Blake Shelton, Idris Elba, John Legend, Michael B. Jordan, Paul Rudd, and the most recent one in 2022 was Chris Evans. Huh? Then uh, the, the, it changes again, the, the scene. And we see once again, Harry, you know, he, he says, I don't want to make a schmuck of myself. And then the next thing we know, he's making a schmuck of himself. He, he's, he's uh, you know, on the phone. And we can see here that he actually went and bought the karaoke machine that he was so in love with when, when, he, when they were in the sharper image a few months beforehand
1: it's, it's such a great callback marcy can i ask you a question about this scene though sure like you were saying at the beginning of today's episode that you feel like at least harry is making an effort and i'm assuming that it's because of scenes like this yeah i feel like a this is a pretty pathetic thing for him to do and b like i don't know i think in 1988 or 1989. Sorry, like no, this is 88.
0: So, this is it. this is still 88.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, I, I, I mean... think I think back then scenes like this. There are a lot of scenes like this in movies. This is like the say anything boombox scene. Like guys pursuing women to the point of almost obsession was sort of a funny joke. Like I feel like mm. now if someone were to do this, like this would read really different. Like, dude, you need to move on.
2: Yeah, but at the same time they were friends and i don't know i think that he's coming at it in a different way and trying to make amends with his friend do you think wow. that he's yeah, like she's being also, too aggressive
0: she's, she's, i think he's being too aggressive because she's she's rebuffing him the whole time you know she's rebuff, rebuffing him by not by, by just ignoring him you know yeah you to, but it's you know, get the point. You get I don't
2: hit. know.
1: Marcy, we've had to go to a lot of boundaries training sessions in the last 20 years working at our school. I'd have to say at this point, he's crossed over some sort of boundary a long time ago. And like he needs to just accept the fact that at this point, she doesn't want him in her life.
2: Uh, OK, I guess I don't feel like they've had enough of a conversation to be in that spot.
1: Well, I like, think that's the point.
2: But I... I always think that it's a little bit better to have a conversation than to not. And I think he keeps trying to have the conversation with her. And I think that's important to do.
0: Yeah, yeah but not he, he, he's not doing it the right way. That's But the problem.
1: she she has the she has the prerogative to not be willing to have that conversation. And his his response shouldn't be to double down like this. It should be to just give her space until she's ready to process.
2: Uh, I see what you're saying. Good point. Yeah.
1: See, you're I right. learned I learned
0: some of those things from those trainings <laughs> that I go. was sort of paying attention to. That's good. <laughs> so Harry starts uh, singing, and I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spare you all. I'm not gonna sing. I'm just gonna read through what what he says. He says if you're feeling sad and lonely, there's a service I can render. Tell the one who digs you only. I can be so warm and tender. Call me. Maybe it's just. Maybe it's. Maybe it's late. So just call me. Don't be afraid to just phone moi. Call me and I'll be around. Give me a call. And while he's singing, we see Sally, you know, putting her jacket on and, you know, walking out of her, walking towards the door of her apartment. We see that the, the Christmas tree is already all set up and lit. So she she figured that out. You know, it wasn't just, uh, you know, after she got into her apartment, I guess it was easier for her to, to figure out how to uh, decorate it. And then she opens, starts trying to open the door, and as she's opening the door, it switches back to Harry still singing, and you know, that I I think part of the whole idea here is we're expected to believe that she's left the apartment while he's still, you know, doing his uh, karaoke routine, and then, you know, they shock us by having her answer the phone and say, hi, Harry. And then you see see that he's thrown off. He, he. He's he's not expecting it either because he 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 doesn't know what to say. He wasn't expecting her to answer.
1: Why do we think that this is the moment where she breaks down and decides to pick up the phone?
2: It was the moi. (laughs) It's the French. (laughs) It was the French who did it.
0: Maybe she realizes that she's got to put a stop to this.
1: <laughs> Maybe she uh, really, yeah, like this is. She's got to think this is rock bottom for this. And if if it's going to be this bad, God knows what tomorrow's going to be like.
2: Correct.
0: Yeah. I think I think that's part of what it is. Um, so then he goes, "Hello, hi. I I didn't know that you were there. What are you doing?" Now, first of all, what do you mean that, you know, he's saying I didn't know you were there. He was he was hoping that she's going to listen to this later, later when she comes home at night and say, Ooh, you know, now I need to call Harry back. <laughs> oh, I think so. Because he's serenading me so well with with his mm-hmm. with his singing.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, don't you think I'm sure both of you have at one point placed a call to someone. With the intention of leaving them a message and not actually wanting to have a converse an interactive conversation with that person. Yeah, of course I've done that.
2: Yeah, before. for sure.
1: But so, and now
0: nowadays we can send text messages instead. Yeah, you know, it's a little easier. <laughs>
1: that's right. Voice voice calls are almost moving into the same category with the answering machine. Well, yeah, sometimes
2: sometimes you send a text message to somebody, let's just say it's your dad. And they call you. <laughs> it's, it backfired. Like, Marcy, I just, I'm going to
1: let you in on a little secret. I do that, too.
2: <laughs> I just wanted to send him a text message, and now I'm on a conversation with him. That's funny. Right.
0: That that does happen. And, and I, I love her, her response. She said, I was just on my way out. And then he goes, well, where are you going? <laughs> like, is it any of your business? <laughs> mm. Why well, are you asking? Where am I going?
1: <laughs> I would say this. So if 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 we view sort of the whole rest of this week after the wedding scene as being like direct references back to previous scenes in the movie that we saw them together, oh, yeah. you know there was like the the karaoke from the sharper image scene. I feel like this phone call scene because like the last time we saw them on the phone, it's that scene where they're sitting in bed watching Casablanca. Um, yes, and you very clearly. What Right. You can tell from that scene that the two of them are essentially just comfortable having these stream of like this seems like a very normal question for him to ask her when they were still good friends. Um, When they
0: were friends. That's the thing. Well, yeah, now awkward for them.
1: I know. But I'm just saying, like, it's not a weird question. The way she answers it, it proves that, like, there's no more juice in this in this conversation, in this relationship. Right.
0: Correct. Correct. No, I, I agree with you on that. You're right. That uh, you know, we and we can we can see that that I I think what you're saying is right. That that the idea is is there, what they're trying to show us here is is that they're trying to act the way they acted before, but it's all just coming out awkwardly because you know there's there's this elephant in the room for them. So that that that's how I would uh, interpret it. Yep. Um, do either of you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into uh, the script?
2: Nope.
0: No. All right. So we, we talked earlier about whether the you know his his uh, multiple choice question was ad libbed or not. And uh the answer is that yes, it was ad libbed Because in- hey it, winner. There you go. <laughs> two, po- two, po- two more points for for, for yeah. Marcy. <laughs> because the the full line of what he says in the script is, I'll take this as a sign you're not home, or else you're home with the with that Cretan you've been dating. And if he's there with you now, please understand when I say Cretan, I mean it in the best possible sense of the word. And then uh, it it shows the the phone ringing again, and then Harry goes, "You there? No? Okay. Well, call me back." And you know we see Sally listening in on the conversation. You know, uh, clearly still upset. And then they have him do the singing. And then instead of Sally leaving, she's actually coming into the apartment carrying shopping bags. That's the difference there.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, So, you know, it's, it's a little different. So therefore, she comes home and hears him on the phone and then at some point decides to pick up the phone as opposed to, you know, her being on her way out and then changing her mind. But she says to him that I was just on my way out. Mm. Because how would he know, right? <laughs> it's not video conferencing. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: And that's pretty much what we have here in the, for the, the, the script. So every Thursday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track, uh, dating courting edition, where my guests will give some sort of story, anecdote, adventure, misadventure, something that happened to them over the course of their life that is somehow related to dating or courting so we already heard marcy's side of a story on tuesday so roger why don't you give us a
1: story today well thank you so this this story is almost a direct continuation of the previous story so well i thought you were going to
0: give us the your side of of the 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 same
1: i'm not going to tell the same story again (laughs) um no 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 it's it's not the same story because
0: it would be your perspective well i'm not
1: telling that story rob so (laughs) Listeners, remember on our Tuesday episode, we talked about how Marcy and Roger had their fabulous first date. And so I was all psyched for the next weekend. Um, This is again, this is this is January in Massachusetts. Um, And I worked at a different boarding school at the time, but I knew that Marcy was sort of an outdoorsy person. And so I said, you know, we're going to go on a hike, Um, which is Funny to hear me say that now, because that's definitely not what I would pick for a date. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we went on this we went on this hike. It was it was OK, but it was really cold. Um, and and we were probably out for longer than um, than we should have been, or at least I should have been paying more attention. But Marcy's a trooper. And so, you know, we're out for like a couple of hours and then we come back and like at this point, I, Marcy, correct me if I'm wrong. At this point, you were pretty miserable.
2: You did not realize that I have no thermal regulation at all. Well,
1: I know. I know that now that you are cold blooded. Um, I am very I, I did, cold. I didn't know that at the end, but I could tell. I could tell at the end that you were that you were not happy. And you know, we sort of we we said our our uh, nice goodbyes, and and you left. And uh, I uh, I remember I felt really sad. Like I was just like, oh god, I just blew it. Because I told my friend the week before, I was like, I just went on the greatest first date ever. Um and then you know now the second day I was thinking oh well you know what that's that's this I, I, this could be the end. Um but the I'll, just to finish the story the the amusing coda is that I think Marcy was worried as well. So she called me the next day. So this I guess the hike was on Saturday. She called me the next day and she invited me over to her house uh, and we watched football. Um, and we and were that, warm that was,
2: and inside. <laughs> we had some
1: nice. Uh, was it beef barley
2: soup? Yes, it was with mushrooms. Um, and
1: and that. So that and after that weekend, we pretty much saw each other nonstop. After that, and that was uh, 21 years ago.
2: Yeah. Wow. Here That's
0: we great. are. Here we are talking about when I met Sally minute by minute. There you go. All right, great. Thank you very much for for that story. Uh, do you want to once again tell people how they can find you? Sure. So, let's see, this is our fourth. So, if if you've if listeners, if
1: you've already consumed all of the other sources of content that I've referenced on this this week's episodes, and you should, um, and you want to get like a deep cut, like you know, discovering the Velvet Underground before they became the Velvet Underground, you can go on itunes uh, iTunes or uh, Google Podcasts and download a podcast called uh, I Think I Saw That. Um, and if you think Marcy is funny this week, you should listen to these episodes. Because uh. this is where Marcy and I talk about movies. And the conceit of the show is that I remember pretty much everything about any movie I've ever seen. And Marcy can watch a movie this week, and it can be gone the next week. All and right. so we we talk about a movie that we've both seen before. We, we talk about what we remember. Then we watch the movie. And then we talk about it afterwards as sort of like a, a proper recap podcast so there's only like 10 or 11 episodes because then we got into roadhouse and we haven't gone back to it but i think a lot of those episodes are um are are very good the audio quality is not so great not like it is now but uh, i think the the content is top shelf
0: all right excellent and while you're doing that you can go rate review and subscribe any podcast you might be using to listen to this show and finding me is very simple just do a quick search for move your own minute you can find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, or you can go directly to my website, moveyouroutminutes.com. So until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having.
2: I'll have what she's Make having.
0: I'll have what she's having. With all your faults, I love
1: you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you.